0: The search for identity, that which uh, suits best to this uh, real self that you're discovering. If you know yourself well enough, then you discover what you are best suited for, and then that is what makes you happiest, too. Self-actualization the making real of the inner self and that means what you love what you're interested in what excites you what fascinates you and that is the cause outside yourself which paradoxically then becomes a defining characteristic of the self. Welcome to the Maslow Peak Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. I'm your host, Brett Griffin, and I'm very excited about our guests today. As many of you know, I collect baseball caps, size 7 and 5 eighths. if you're feeling generous. And our guests today are Alex Mitchell, a.k.a. the legendary cap collector SF Grippy, and Lynn Corey, a.k.a. Elko Design from Thrill SF. Thrill SF designs custom hats sold at Hat Club, and their designs are incredible. I especially love the uh, garlic fries one. I think that's uh, pretty clever. Thrill SF can be found on Instagram at Thrill SF, Alex and his collection can be found at SF Grippy, just like it sounds, and Lynn's illustrations can be found at Elko Design, E-L-K-O Design, and you can find their available hats by searching Thrill SF on HatClub.com. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So tell us a little bit about Thrill SF. Um, I love the designs. It looks like they're all pretty much Bay Area centric. You know, what can you kind of tell us about the genesis of the idea?
2: Yeah, so um, so Thrill SF is me and uh, and Len, and um, you know we got together. We're both from San Francisco, both from the Bav, um Our ideas, and we want to bring out the districts of San Francisco, but not make it too San Francisco focused. We want to make sure that everybody likes the design, and we think that we come up with some really good designs. Um, everything is all original. Uh, Len's designs, all original, all done by him. And I think they turn out great.
0: Now, is this your full-time work or do you guys have side dudes as well or full-time dudes on the side?
2: No, this is something we do on the side that we kind of came together and we thought that we can can do. Um, Our strengths are uh, I know how to connect with people and Len knows how to make genius designs (laughs) (laughs) and draw stuff very well. So we thought we can come together and, you know, put something out that people enjoy and people like to have.
0: Excellent, excellent. How did you guys originally get connected?
2: That was, well, him and I are both hat collectors, and we both uh, had Instagram accounts where we showed off our collections. Uh, We got to talking a little bit and, you know, found out we're both from San Francisco. Uh, We ended up meeting one time. Then from there, we just kind of had a, uh, we had a, like-minded thoughts about design and san francisco so we kind of just you know kept talking about that our interests and went on from there became really good friends
1: yeah i think what really sparked it was the uh the initial jailbirds design Mm -hmm. and uh i think we already had it in mind like oh you know it it would be a good potential release because i actually had that design ready to go from like a previous contest but uh that kind of fell through and uh, we just thought that would be a really good idea to get it done. And so we, we did that. That was like our first first big notch.
0: Okay, so each hat is a logo for a different neighborhood or just a theme of San Francisco in general. Kind of how do you guys go about brainstorming those and turning them into a finished product?
1: I think it uh, comes from a number of things. So yeah, districts would be one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done, I guess Alcatraz doesn't really count as that, but Patrol Hill, Mm -hmm. Uh, goats but we also kind of look into what might be interesting stories uh, backgrounds from not necessarily the the district but just interesting stories behind San Francisco itself Mm -hmm. uh, which may not be uh, specific to a district but maybe just the city as a whole too so
0: yeah it's an amazing city it's one of my favorite cities on earth I grew up in the Central Valley in a Tulare Visalia area and went to the city a bunch of times and just the buildings and the vibe and just the food and everything about it it's always been it's always been a special place i grew up a huge giants fan and uh, every time i go up there it just it, it just feels yeah <laughs> feels like i mean not home but it definitely feels like somewhere that i that i connect with on a weird level like it, you know not having grown up there but having gone up there a bunch it just it just feels like a great place
1: yeah yeah actually that kind of i mean you kind of explained trip uh part of our designs like a, like for instance the garlic fry one mm-hmm. like you know that's obviously if you're a Giants fan you know that that's you know that has to do with going to at t Park oh yeah getting garlic fries there
0: now how did you guys get on the cap collecting thing I mean I remember I was that kid that always bought the stupidest souvenir hat I could find you know I I was that kid with the propeller hat, and then the jester hat from the Renaissance Fair, and the the goofy hat with the ears <laughs> at Disneyland, the big green thing, and the first baseball cap I remember having and caring about. I think I also got at Disneyland, and it was this stupid Mighty Ducks, like the aid plant with the teal the teal brim. And I remember I folded oh, yeah. it, I like squared off the corners. I was like in sixth grade, because I thought it made it look like a duck bill, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And Uh, I don't think history would smile too kindly upon that Uh, but uh, I remember my first fitted I think was a White Sox hat I grew up watching the Giants but when I was in school the our local station lost the affiliate and so I kind of lost connection with them and then the White Sox were always on WGN all the time and uh, Mm -hmm. and so for somehow I got into the White Sox and I think the White Sox were my first fitted but how do you guys get into the hat game?
2: Well, the white sock, that's a classic hat, a classic fitted as it is, that socks logo and that old English style. That's really, of course, that's a classic hat. That was the
0: OG with the with the gray underbill. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you knew how to modify it, you can make it say something
0: dirty, but, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> uh, so that's, that's for the people that know,
0: you know. Come on, this is a, this is a family show.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I always played baseball, so I was always wearing hats. Um, I started playing baseball when I was, uh, six years old, T-ball, even earlier than that. Um, so I was always wearing hats. Um, my first fitted actually was my, uh, uh, yeah, my, my dad bought me a giant hat when I was really young. So it's hard to remember that, but my first one that I actually got to play in, I was, um, 11 years old on a baseball team and we actually wore fitted hats. And that's what really like, set me off and I you know would just go off fitted hats from there Mm bought hats of all kinds but you know fitted hats were the way to go from from about there
0: yeah for sure and um yeah I I always had a big head and the you know I'm seven and five eighths. but I I felt like when I was younger it was bigger proportionately and so the the snapbacks (laughs) never the snapbacks never looked good on me I mean they were always either too tight or too wide in the back and I knew I knew that that wasn't it so yeah fitteds Once I found out that you could buy these fitteds and there was all these colors, it was all over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for me, I didn't really collect hats at all, but I did. I remember watching Space Jam and my mom would take me shopping and I saw like a Taz snapback or something. It was one of those. Yeah, it was really old. And it had, um, let's see, it was a blue brim and it had like huge... Uh, letters that just, I mean, just said Taz on the front of Space Jam or some crap like that. <laughs> and uh, I wore that for a long time, uh, but I never really got into until high school. It's probably, you know, just around that time when everyone started wearing that stuff. Yeah. You'd see them music videos everywhere. But I think that was, it was like prime time. That's when like a lot of streetwear brands were still making fitted hats like Huff. hmm uh, staple and all those guys. And, yeah, that's that's kind of where it started for me. I think it's more fashion than sport, but eventually it became more about sports.
0: Yeah, mine's both. I I, um, I have a few minor league hats, but I can't... For some reason, I just can't buy any hat that isn't a team I represent in some way. So, you know, I, I rep the <laughs> Giants. Yeah. I, li- I live in Orange County now, so I rep the Angels, and I've got some of their minor league stuff. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Once I bought a house... <laughs> I know. Once I bought a house, it was all over. It's like, okay, this is my closest baseball team. You know, I can go. But, uh, oh, two was tough. I was living yeah. down here and it was, it was oh, miserable. Oh God. I, I didn't, I didn't finally recover from that until oh9 09. 09, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. I didn't go to the stadium and it's crazy. My, my, I have two daughters, but one of them's three and a half and she really loves going to the stadium and it's weird for me that she's, pro- you know, she knows we like the Giants, but she's probably going to end up an Angel fan because that's where we go, you know. And she, mm. those are such formative memories walking into that stadium and it's huge, you know. And I'm at the point where I enjoy going, but it's still, it doesn't feel like home, you know. And uh, yeah, of course. And even now, when the Rally Monkey comes on, I just get mad. I just, I, I can't do <laughs> behind the Rally Monkey because that was when it really took off, was in those O2 playoffs, and I'll yeah. be there. Is that Rally I- Monkey still around down there? Oh yeah, they still do it. Oh yeah. Oh man! And uh, you just can't give it up, can oh, you? Jeez! And I swear, like I'll be there having a good time, and then the rally monkey comes on, and I just get mad.
2: Well, well that's, it's interesting to say that too, because uh, the minor league, um, minor league hats, you can kind of wear pretty much without any, you know, attachment to any teams. Uh, you kind of wear it for the look, for the logo, right? Uh, and that actually ties back into uh, Thrill SF because that's kind of what we wanted to do. You know, we like the look of the minor league teams, minor league logos, something different, something not really attached to anything. And the minor league logo is just classic logos, um, where we'd love to be, you know, like where the clink room was, which the, you know, oh, yeah. they, did, they did a lot of uh, minor league logos, you know, and we want to be there. So that's what we're trying to, you know, put out, you know, logos that look like that. Fun for everybody.
0: Yeah, for the listeners that don't know, Cleaned Room was a website run by some guys that also run a advertising and marketing agency called Brandios and they worked with they worked with baseball teams, um, helping them do logo redesigns and it, it would be my dream job. That would be that would be fantastic. But uh and they had this whole thing um where it was kind of community run like contests and design themes where people would submit their designs and the clink room guys would decide which ones they were going to run with and then they would sell them and then the, the designers would do a cut and everything. It was really amazing. And yeah. unfortunately their day job yeah. of designing logos for baseball teams actually exploded and uh, they didn't have time to do <laughs> clink room anymore, but it's definitely, uh, if you're not a hat collector, uh, check out the the old clink room stuff cause it's really cool. And there's definitely a hole in that community that I think you guys are kind of stepping into. And I, I think that's totally rad.
2: I think we figured yeah. that out. We're trying. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying. <laughs>
1: It's funny that you mentioned the contest cuz that's actually where the uh jailbirds originated from. Huh. It was was uh, their hometown contest.
0: Now Lynn, I was going to ask you how did you originally get into graphic design? Is that is that you know what you wanted to be when you grew up or did it just, something you just kind of stumbled into? How did you end up doing that?
1: Uh that actually took me a while to figure out. So I went to college, dropped out and then I worked full time for about 5 years and then one of the managers was just like, hey, you know what? I think it's time you go back to school. And so I just picked out three things that I thought I might be interested in. Mm-hmm. And I was always pretty good at drawing. I was not the best. I didn't go to school for it or anything. I was just good at doodling. And uh, I took like a basic design course. And that's when I was like, oh, I got to I gotta get into graphic design. So yeah, from there, I just learned Illustrator, Photoshop,
0: and, and uh, yeah. All right. So I'm sure you guys did this a lot, but how did you guys go from being, you know, hat collectors and designers to designing hats sold at a major hat retailer?
2: (laughs) Well, I have to say, you know, I'd like to say that it was, uh, you know, we were grinding and really we got a little bit lucky. I wouldn't really say super luck, but you know, we, um, I ended up uh, going to watch, uh, watch a world series game with a friend of mine at his house. And he had another friend who, um, who uh, is a manager at a club and actually knows people at headquarters. And he let me know that, you know, he knows that I was attached to the jailbirds. Len and I were part of the jailbirds. Mm-hmm. And um, he let, he told me that Hack club was actually interested in reproducing it. So the buzz was out there. They had seen the jailbirds, and we're interested in, in putting it out, you know, selling it themselves, or at least uh, at Hack Club stores and online. So um, that's really where the big break was. Hmm. You know, you make a – you do a little networking, you talk to some people, and yep. you meet the you meet the right people. And then from there, it was just uh, talking to Hack Club and, you know, getting things sorted out, getting the contract sorted out. And a year later, we were able to put out the – well, actually – let's see the Giants World Series 2014 mm-hmm. yeah it was about uh, about a year later year and a half later where we started to really put it down and then started to put it out a few months after that
0: so so you started with the one and then that yeah. went well and then they they said hey we this went really well we'd like to do some more or how that kind of parlay into going forward that you know I mean that's again that's just finding out what you can do we just asked if we could do more and <laughs> ask for what you want that's what of the life tips? Lo and
2: behold, you know, the more we, uh, like I said, Len is, he's the genius at the pen. So, you know, we figured, it, <laughs> he's shaking his head. <laughs> uh, You know, we put it out and everything looks good. You know, they, they proved that they liked everything that, uh, that's been, uh, been given to them. So, the, the jailbirds was, um that was the one that got us in and we were going to reproduce that. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, the first, one that went on for sale was the garlic fries.
0: Oh, the garlic fries. Okay. So
2: yeah, so we did, we were able to put out the garlic fries first and that sold really well. Um, that sold out within, um, the first round sold out within, I think a few hours. It was like three or four hours. Oh wow. um online and we had them um in store uh at our at our home store here in um in the bay area okay. or in san francisco down in a ceremony mall and uh then after that the next month we put out the goats okay and that one we actually sold out even faster It sold out within about 45 minutes or so oh wow um so we were really impressed with that but Everybody was waiting for the jailbirds because when we first put them out, we put out a small run. It's real small, just for fun. We didn't know we were going to get into anything like this. Um, but then, when we released the jailbirds again, there was a lot of demand for it. We actually sold out online within seven minutes. Oh geez! And we were, ex- we had no idea <laughs> it was going to be that fast, but um, we, yeah, we sold that out within seven minutes. Um, and then due to the high demand of those first three, we re-released all three again, along with starting with the new design. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we were, uh, we were really happy about, uh, you know, putting those out and how quickly they sold. It was actually, it was surprising to us and, you know, we, we really, enjoyed, it was fun watching those sell that day.
0: How often do you see someone wearing one of the hats in person?
2: I haven't yet. Oh, <laughs> but we've both gotten, um, uh, you know, text calls from people that have seen other people wear it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, a real good buddy of mine was at the, uh, uh at the Niner game, uh, a couple months ago, uh, and somebody, he was wearing his goat hat and somebody came up to him and was like, Hey, I was a goat hat and like <laughs> actually knew who it was. And yeah. I knew both of the guys, but they don't know each other. <laughs> right. Right uh, they both, yeah, they both reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I saw your buddy at the game. I uh, was <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's my boy. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, we haven't seen anybody ourselves
0: where
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't get out much. So.
0: Oh, bummer. I was, ho- I was hoping for this big triumphant <laughs> moment right there. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The cap collector community is definitely vibrant. Um, you know, when I first kind of started getting into it on Instagram, I had no idea. You know, I had no idea there was this huge interconnected web of people that all collect hats and all mm-hmm. all about streetwear, and it's right. been it's been really cool watching it. Like every guy that posts a custom drop, like they all get all scooped up, and everyone supports everyone, and it's it's super rad. It's it's super cool. I've got uh, a yeah. I've got to reach sites. Uh, Dunk on Darts coming on in a couple of weeks.
2: Oh, nice! That's perfect. Yeah. yeah it's going awesome. That guy's real cool. That's gonna be a good talk.
0: Yeah, talking about photography and streetwear and getting into that and, you know, how he's kind of stumbled into that and kind of made his name and niche in that. So that's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to that one. That's good. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> so when you tell people that you design custom hats, what's a common reaction from them?
1: I guess people are a bit confused. Like, they don't really understand. I mean, when I tell them that I do, when you say custom hat, it almost sounds like, that whole hat itself maybe yeah like millinery everything yeah. is like like some fur on there some like rhinestones <laughs> like, nah, 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 nah. i basically okay i design logos that go on the hats you know uh, when i tell people who are designers they're really stoked about that they love the idea that that's you know that's possible you know because i've actually thought about doing that for a long time um but I never really knew how to do that until, you know, I met Alex and then we kind of got that done. So when I tell other people that they, you know, it kind of gives them uh, insight on how they can, you know, get into doing, you know, apparel design or anything like that. Like you just really have to go out there and do it and try it out and test it. And then Mm -hmm. it can happen, you know, printing t-shirts or anything like that.
0: So when you guys are getting together to come up with new ideas, do you have a brainstorming routine or ritual? Do you guys get together or do you guys just kind of bounce ideas off each other via email? How do you come up with new designs? You do yoga first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Bikram yoga, a little hot <laughs> yoga. Uh,
2: drink, some, drink some jasmine tea, go on from there. Yeah. Uh, no, we do a little bit of both. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, our schedules are so busy. So um, we do a lot of uh, just communicating, just chatting on, a, you know, on Facebook Messenger, whatever we can. Um, come up with ideas. We have um, we have a shared we have shared documents where we um, uh, throw out ideas, share uh, designs, whatever we're thinking of. Um, and then every now and then we'll try and get together uh, for an hour or two and kind of really. Uh, really hit the, uh, hit the pad and pen and figure out ideas and, uh, do a little brainstorming session there, either get, you know, food, coffee, drinks, whatever. And then, um, you know, we go our separate ways. Uh, Len gets to work on the designs. I start talking to people, try to hype people up. And then, um, you know, once we start coming out, they start coming out.
0: Yeah. There's nothing like that synergy of getting together and being face to face and working together. Um, you know, there's only so much yeah, you can do online. Exactly. There's only so much you can do on notes. You know, sending sketches right. back and forth, but being being face to face and getting that synergy and bouncing ideas off each other there's there's nothing like that.
1: Yeah, I think, mean, but I think I like feeling like we're doing something really cool. So when we get together and we have like the sheet of all the all these ideas that we have and like really terrible sketches of upcoming stuff, <laughs> it's that's when it that's when it feels fun and we start. And I think the best part to be honest is that there's nothing really holding us back as far as what we can do or, uh, the ideas when you're designing for someone else, they're always going to say like, Oh, I don't like this part. Take this out or, or, uh, change the color to this. You know, for us, it's like, is this okay? And the only people who have to sign off is me and Alex. Oh yeah. Yeah. it's, (laughs) It's really our call. And that's always the best part about it. And, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's powerful when you when you realize that that it's like, hey, I like this. Do you like this too? Okay, yeah, let's do it. You know, there's you
1: don't you're have right, to get right. signed off <laughs> yeah. on by anybody. Or
0: yeah, no, I I know what you're talking about. So, what are you guys working on right now? What's coming up next? Uh, we have two hats coming out. Uh,
2: that's our Treasure Island Smugglers, and our uh, um, an alternate colorway of the popular Jailbirds, uh, which we call Jailbirds Noir. Uh, which is like a grayscale colorway of the Jailbirds logo, okay. which is really nice. And then our yeah, our Treasure Island Smugglers coming out. We're testing out a new uh, new type of fabric to use, so we're gonna see. The design is awesome; mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And everybody that we've showed is really pumped about it. Um, like I've said in uh, some other in some other channels, I said that this should be an actual team logo. Mm. Um, uh, that uh, Len, Len produced, so it's
0: really awesome. Awesome, I can't wait to see him. Yeah. How about the how about the name? Uh, the SF part, uh, kind of goes without saying, but what about the thrill part? Where does that come from?
2: Thrill is, well, when Len and I were thinking of uh, a company name, we knew we wanted to take this further. We hadn't really, we hadn't have anything released yet, but when we were talking, we wanted to get something together to get it going. And We had, we were just thinking of names, throwing out ideas, uh, acronyms, um, you know, names of places, uh, numbers, something that would look fun in a name. But nothing really stuck with us. And then I really just sat back and I was at home one day and all of a sudden it kind of just popped into my head. I know Len, his favorite, uh, his favorite player, favorite Giants player of all time is Will Clark, <laughs> and, you know, it kind of just, like I'm putting it together, I'm like, okay, uh, and I was thinking of, you know, if we were to become a branding agency or an advertising agency, it has to have an exciting name, what's exciting, so thinking of all that, I just reached out, I wrote to Len, I'm like, how about Thrill, you know, if we're thinking about Will Clark, that's Will the Thrill, but it's also exciting, <laughs> and it's grabbing, <laughs> and quick, easy, you can remember it, that's it. We didn't think of any other names after that. It's just thrill that stuck. So
0: um, we were sold completely. We sold each other. We got it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You're always your hardest credit. So if it flies with both of you, then it, let's do it.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we had pages and pages of names that were just
2: terrible. It's like, all right, <laughs> this is good. We're going with this.
0: Yeah. And then you find something that you like and then it's already copyrighted or, you know, the domains and social media is not available. I
2: bought the domain. I have it. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> thrill. I looked it up on a copyrights uh, trademarks. And there's nothing that said thrill or thrill. Well, thrill SF or thrill that, uh, you know, had anything to do with design. So, you know, it was, it was an easy one to just continue with.
0: There you go. So what's been the biggest triumph so far, you think? Oh, that's a tough one.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I, I think it definitely goes back to wanting to design my own hats, as someone who didn't even know Adobe Illustrator at the time, and going from that to now actually designing logos for hats that people buy, and they buy not because they just want to support what they buy because they actually like the design is 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 probably the most satisfying part for me. I and mean, we still got to I still got to get somebody walk past me wearing a (laughs) jailbird's hat or something but um yeah at least for me that's
0: i would imagine that's an even i mean it's i mean they're not wearing it because they actually support the team i mean they're literally wearing it because they like your work and they think it has value i mean that's got to be incredibly fulfilling
1: oh okay yeah no for sure it's uh definitely the biggest satisfaction so
0: and I know you guys are still early on, but any any failures so far or disappointments, anything that didn't work out the way you thought it would or uh, ideas you thought were great that Hat Club wasn't necessarily behind or anything like that?
2: There is one idea for, and I, w- I won't say exactly what it is, but uh, the first one that we put out with, uh, people uh, thought it was more of a, looked like propaganda oh, wow. almost. So we've had to redesign it. And we're still kind of tinkering with it. It's something that we just can't really get right yet, uh-huh. you know. And it's it, it's hard to, you know, like you said, we're still we're still so new. But it's like we've had so many hits that we thought were really really good, and then this one, we like the concept, we like the idea, but we, it's hard to get it out on paper at first, and then into you know into a design that we think really works. So it's you know.
1: it's taken a few tries hopefully we can but it's it's been tough
0: huh. interesting
1: so far it's just been creative luck i think is uh and also like trying to achieve a design or look that is unique and that's that hasn't been done yet i think that's that's kind of what it is at, at this point but other than that nothing really
0: how do you guys define success for yourself
2: as long as we're still having fun doing it I think we're being successful. I appreciate design. I, I love design. I can't design myself, but working with Len and, you know, we're having such a good time doing this, you know, that's success right now. You know, that's that's just how I see it right now.
1: Yeah, at this point, it's the same for me. Um, just being able to do this, you know, because I know not too many people get the chance. Um, I think this, this alone is already... Uh, what does it for me so yeah as long as people enjoy what we put out then then i'm happy with
0: that yeah yeah you guys have had a lot of success so far i mean even just the the genesis of i have this idea and then getting it sold in an actual store you know you're not yeah not to not to discount anyone else but you're not selling these on etsy or you're not selling these on ebay i mean there's a major retailer that is stocking your products and selling them it's it's amazing yeah exactly so, Lynn, your day job uh, doing graphic design, what is your, what's most of your work on most of the time?
1: They hired me for uh, my vector skills. So, uh, I do a lot of logo work. Um, once in a while, we do a bunch of t-shirt designs. And I still get the, the usual having to do ads or, yeah, a bunch of online ads and uh, a few print ads that we do. Hmm. Um, that, that's basically the gist of it.
0: Any particular industry, or just whoever hires you guys?
1: Well, I work for the Golden State Warriors.
0: Oh wow! Oh, um, geez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Okay, so that's a that's a whole nother podcast, though. We'll have you back to talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Yeah, you might want to. That you should put that on the notes. Jesus.
1: <laughs> I should have told you. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was gonna. Yeah. Anyways.
0: So what was it like learning to design for embroidery with stitching and where the lines cross over each other and line thicknesses and all that? What what was that like, kind of that learning curve?
1: It was a real tough one because I think I had no idea that that was an option. I didn't even think about that. I knew about raised embroidery uh, flat, and that was about it. And so when we did the first Jailbirds, we just sent the files, and I we had envisioned – because in the in the logo, the the bird and the bars of the jail, they're raised, so it mm-hmm. looks like they're in the foreground, and the cityscapes in the background, and so they have you in the tech packs, you know, uh, point out what you want raised and what you want flat, and so we did that, but we had no idea what it was going to turn out like afterwards. So and after that, it's it's really been just 3D embroidery, or flat embroidery. We haven't really gone into, if we can actually request them to say have it raised slightly up here i, I mean i don't know if you really get what yeah I'm no i say, follow i follow but yeah so it's uh, you know maybe that's something down the line that we want to ask but uh, as for now it's just about depth i think that we're
2: really trying well to we focus even on. we even had issue remember len we had uh or you had designed a completely different back logo for the jailbirds before we actually went that first round, we did that, uh, uh, the Alcatraz logo, um, mm-hmm. you had some words in there that were really thin. And then they said that that's way too thin. We can't do, we can't stitch right. anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of learning as we go. Yeah, um, right. which I, actually, I'm glad that they couldn't stitch that first one that we did. It was like an Alcatraz logo that Lynn put together looks really fantastic hmm. and um i think it turned out better than what uh, that thin embroidery what would have been on there um so it's a good thing they told us they couldn't do that
0: yeah i imagine there's a learning curve with stuff like that and i know it's all so technical And when you're first stepping into worlds like that it's it's like learning a whole nother language yeah
1: yeah it's tough too because we don't get to interact with them you know face to face or like Sit down with them and ask them, like, "Oh, what about something like this?" It's, it's really like here. Here's the files. Hopefully, it comes back how we imagine it, and <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So
0: right, right. All right, we're in the home stretch here. Um, just a few more questions I'd like to ask everybody. What do you guys like to do for fun outside of work and hats and sports? Or is it hats and sports, and that's about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you mix in eating, and you've pretty much. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you got me.
2: Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I live actually fairly close to at t Park, so Giants games are a big thing, you know, if you're talking about sports. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could just walk down there and um, go do that. Um, but uh, really it's just whatever. I try to get away on the weekends, go visit a new place that I've never been before, go camping, you know, outdoorsy kind of stuff, stuff yeah. like that, I like to get out and do, um, just try to see everything.
1: Yeah, I'm. uh, I'll go out once in a while. Maybe go hiking at most for a couple (laughs) hours. Get back, and by hiking, it's like going up to Cliff House, Sutro Baths for a little while. Yeah, and get back. (laughs) Uh, just play some video games, and uh, usually that's a satisfying day for me. So,
0: there you go. Anything you guys are excited about right now? Any books, movies, games, shows, anything you're excited about, music you're listening to? Anything you want people to know about?
2: We're excited about the new designs that we have coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we've got we've got hats coming out all the way through April. So that's, you know, at least what Thrill's working on right now. We're we're giving people what they want. We have a few more things coming out all the way through April, so
0: be prepared for that. Alex, how many hats do you have? Do you know?
2: Uh I choose not to count because uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I just, I keep, uh, I store them all in the, in the shipping boxes that, uh, that the hat to ship the stores in. Mm-hmm. And I just keep adding and adding boxes. And uh, last time I counted was over a year ago. And I don't, I don't want to know. I'm just gonna,
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it where it is. What was the last count? What was <laughs> not it? count. What was it a year ago? <laughs>
1: I got. want to hear this because I'm curious too. Like, if if I'm crazy or if you're crazy, uh, last count know, was yeah. two
2: eighty something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's not really. It's not wow. that crazy.
1: It's kind of a lot, man.
2: <laughs> you know, again, that was over a year ago. So who knows what Damn. it's now? How about you, Lynn?
1: Yeah, I think I might be in the same boat because I I feel like we I've asked. We at least ask this question to each other. Maybe
0: it just comes up.
1: Yeah, my last count, yeah, might have been like two, two seventy or something like that. And I actually just went through all my hats because I'm planning on moving a bunch of them. Hmm. Alex might take some off my hands. There you go. Uh, it was just it was kind of nice because I still remember exactly where. I got each hat. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, oh, I got this at hat club like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. I got this at Lids when it was on clearance. And I think that's the cool part about collecting them is, you know, you you still remember the story behind each of them, even if it was just like an impulse buy.
0: Yeah, I remember picking up, uh, I've got a red, white, and blue big one SF logo, like the big, the white with the blue outline. And I picked that up at Mm. the Lids right right by Fisherman's Wharf. And uh, just, I, oh yeah. I, okay. I was I don't know if that store's still there, but I was I was in the area and stopped in and I was like, Oh, that's cool. I don't have red, white, and blue. Let's do it. So, yeah, you always that remember a pretty
1: big store too, right? Yeah, if I remember yeah.
0: right, yeah, I think so. If you could go back to the start of the journey, anything you'd tell yourself? What journey? Collecting or uh, yeah, oh yeah, Which one? <laughs> all of the above. Or life, the thrill, journey, life, thrill, career, collecting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Spend more on hats than, uh, than other people. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I
1: think, you know, just talking about each individual hat that I had, I would, I'd definitely tell myself, don't buy this one. Don't buy that one. Don't buy that one. Yeah, buy that one. Don't buy that one.
0: We've all got a couple of I those. I don't know
1: how long that will go on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think as far as thrill goes, if I were to tell myself, I, I probably wouldn't tell myself anything. It'd just be like, hey, you're in for something exciting just enjoy it and that's it
0: you know yeah for sure yeah, i think that's no you guys are doing great work and like i said i think you guys stepped into the right space and you're like you said Alex, you're giving the people what they want so <laughs> <laughs> hope so any last words of advice life art creativity anything
2: don't be scared to create or try something you know i mean yes right yes the- thank you you yeah, and I say that too, because you never know where you're going to get when you do it. If you just uh, sit around and not try anything, you're just going to be sitting around and not trying anything. But uh, right. if you try to do something, uh, try to put something out there, try to get it, you never know what's going to come of it. You know, it might lead you somewhere, you know, really good.
1: Yeah. That's definitely what it is. I mean, now that you say that, Maybe I have a couple things to add, but see? you know, it's definitely, you know, just not being afraid to try whatever is out there. I think the first thing I did was print a T-shirt. I didn't even have money, and I was just like, I'm just gonna print this shirt because I've never done it. No, I just want to see what it's like, and I did that. And then you open the box for the first time, and it's just like, wow, this design sucks, but like, I love <laughs> that. You know, I've actually. Gone out and done this, and you know that. I think that part never changes um, for us. I still remember getting the first bo- uh, box of the first Joe Birds hats, the first run. Just that feeling of knowing that the hats are in this box, and I, I called Alex and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, I I, I got the box, and we meet up and open this?" And he was like, no nah, I just opened it, man." And I felt like I needed to record that whole moment, and. Um, but, yeah, no, in the end, it's it's just not being afraid, and uh, good things can come out of anything, really. So
0: Great advice, great advice. All right, guys, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This was uh, this was super fun. Uh, you guys are both people that I've looked up to in the hat game, and, uh, Lynn, I love the designs, and uh, everything you guys are coming with, it's great. You guys are filling a niche. You guys are in a great spot, and I, I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, thanks for having us. We so appreciate well, it. I now.
1: actually have one question. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How many have in your collection?
0: <laughs> I'm nowhere near you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, got <on> the, <laughs> I got on the hat game late. I was already married, already on the career track, and uh, already moving towards having kids. So right. I'm in the 30s somewhere. I'm I'm nowhere near you guys. I'm nowhere near yeah, you guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I wish I was there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's the number one? What's the number one hat you wear most of the time? My number one is the 2010 World Series. That's, that's my number one. Oh, that's,
1: that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Alex can go first.
0: Yeah, my
2: number one, I all of my hats are in boxes. They're organized, but the only one that I keep out uh, – actually, I'll tell you two things. One that I always keep out is just a classic on-field Giants, um, Black Brim, Black Crown, Orange SF, that's my go-to hat whenever I need anything That's I leave it right there by my bed. Everything else is in boxes. And then, um, then that's it. Um, one that I am wearing a lot right now, go to, at least for this year is, um, uh, one of ours, uh, that we're putting out soon, coming out in February is the gold, uh, gold goats, So black crown gold, all gold metallic gold goat. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, which is always my go-to.
0: The Gold Goat is where I where I've got right now. Hmm. How about you, Lynn? You have a go-to?
1: Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd definitely be just like Alex the the official on-field Giants hat. Yep. Except I got a custom sweat stains on that and
0: uh, <laughs> custom yeah, limited edition. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. That's that's the only one. It, like if I could pick one to wear the rest of my life it'd probably be that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's me. My my 2010 World Series is the is the go-to. That's it's been camping. It's been to Paris. It's been Mm. it's been on boats. It's been everywhere. Everywhere I've gone, that hat's gone. Black brim or orange brim? Uh, black brim. Oh yeah. Good question. I have to say, orange is my favorite color. I love the Giants. I love. uh, I'm part Dutch, so orange is uh you know, bit in the Holland Netherlands thing there you go i hate those orange (laughs) friday jerseys i hate them
1: (laughs) oh no
0: oh my god i love orange it's my favorite color and i hate those orange friday jerseys i think they're so ugly
1: i have to admit that it's a huge upgrade over the previous one that had the uh like the arch giants uh word script yeah yeah. mark on the front yeah Yeah. this one has the uh the retro the deco logo yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely so I think I mean at least it looks better than the other one that's all I, all I gotta say
0: <laughs> that's true I will give you that alright once again this is Alex Mitchell at SF Grippy and Lynn Corey at Elko Design with Thrill SF you can find their hats on hatclub.com by searching Thrill SF couple of great guys prolific collectors uh, definitely heavy in the streetwear game and it's it's been a pleasure having you guys thanks a lot thank you thank you for having
1: us yeah thanks a lot brother appreciate it yeah, lots
0: of fun. This has been the Maslow Peak Podcast, presented by Spring State Media Group. Our producer is Jesse Edmond. You can find us on the web at themaslowpeak.com or you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Music, or SoundCloud. You can also find our Instagram at themaslowpeak, Facebook and Twitter as well. Keep an eye out for Thrill SF's Hats coming down the pipeline at hatclub.com, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks a lot.